I am presenting on the idea of combination therapy and what our experience has been uh, using uh, single agents um, that are personalized for patients with cancer and uh, what we are finding uh, regarding the need for combinations. Personalized cancer therapy is something that is new and is also uh, rapidly evolving. Uh, in uh, the old days, uh, we gave therapy to patients uh, rather indiscriminately. And what we found was that only a small fraction of patients would respond. Uh, the first uh, generation of personalized therapy trials then matched patients with drugs based on the genetic findings that were driving the patients. But in this first generation, we were giving single targeted agents to patients. And what we found is that we could get great responses, but most patients relapsed. The disease came back and they died of the disease. And we now understand why. Uh, because cancer is complicated and there is more than one abnormality driving a cancer. So it now seems very rational that the next step should involve giving more than one customized therapy uh, to patients, giving a combination that is personalized for that patient. What we have been doing is doing genomic profiling on uh, really now several thousand patients. And uh, what we see is that uh, virtually all patients, especially patients with uh, metastatic disease, have multiple uh, genomic abnormalities. The average patient has five or six important abnormalities, and some patients uh, have 14 or more abnormalities. Uh, so that means that targeting just one of them is not going to reverse the tumors on a permanent basis. In fact, we now uh, feel that we've been very fortunate that patients respond when we take out one of those abnormalities, when we target one of those abnormalities. Um, but the responses, as I mentioned, are not permanent. Uh, so we have been building uh, clinical trials that incorporate combinations of therapy and not just single agents. The abnormalities um, encompass several hundred genes that are related to cancer. And uh, I think one of the interesting um, things that we find is that if you look at a patient with breast cancer, they can have almost any one of those several hundred abnormalities. So it's not confined to two or three or 10. It's um, the whole spectrum can be abnormal in some subset of patients. Uh, but some of the most common abnormalities are in uh, tumor suppressor genes, such as P53 and P10, um, and in cell cycle genes, uh, such as the CDK4-6 genes, um, and in uh, pathways uh, such as RAS, RAF, MAC, and PI3 kinase pathways. Uh, 
Um, there are other pathways that come up frequently as well, but the ones I just mentioned are the most frequent. What we are doing with this information is synthesizing it, looking at large numbers of patients and putting it together, together um, you, uh, working in partnership with our bioinformatics specialists and our statisticians. And what we want to see is whether we can see patterns of abnormalities that emerge, or if indeed every patient will need their own customized cocktail of drugs. Uh, so we're still not sure which way that's going to turn out. We know, or we believe, that patients will need combinations, but whether there'll be a set number of combinations that work for most patients with a certain type of cancer, or whether every patient will be like a snowflake and have to have their own custom uh, brew, that we're still working through. We now know that um, acquiring the medications is one of the biggest barriers for our patients. Now fortunately, um, there are really several hundred new drugs that have been developed to target these abnormalities. And many of the drugs are now either approved, I'm in the United States by the FDA, or they're in clinical trials. But even having said that, getting the drug for the patient may be very difficult. Uh, the clinical trial uh, may be taking place in another city, so the patient has to travel. Um, if the drug is approved, but it's approved for a different type of cancer, let's say the drug is approved for melanoma, but now we found a similar abnormality in lung cancer and we want to use the drug, uh, sometimes the insurance in the United States will cover that, but not always. Uh, so we have to, as um, a nation and really as a global community, uh, develop mechanisms where we can get these drugs uh, to patients because that is uh, probably the most difficult part of the whole thing. The future research plans involve what I believe are some of our most important protocol. Uh, first of all, uh, there is winter, uh, which involves uh, identifying either genomic or transcriptomic, which is at the RNA, abnormalities, and matching patients to drugs. Uh, winter was the first uh, clinical trial from WIN, and in that trial, the matching is mainly for single agents. Uh, but uh, this is really a very advanced trial because we don't just use the genetic abnormalities um, to understand patient's tumor. We also look at the RNA. We look deeper in the cell than really just about any other trial that I know. Um, the next trial that we're developing is a trial that we've called SPRING and SPRING will be aimed at lung cancer, and it will be the first trial, to my knowledge, whose objective is to look at the genomics, look at the RNA, use the most advanced technology to do the profiling, 
and to use combinations. Our plan is for three drug combinations that target the most important nodes that are driving the tumor. And I think this will be the first trial of its sort. Uh, personalized medicine is making important headroads into uh, the treatment of cancer patients and that we now need to move from the first generation of trials that matched single abnormalities in patients' tumor to single targeted agents to the next generation of trials which looks at all the abnormalities of a patient's tumor and creates a customized cocktail of drugs for that patient's that, that is personalized.